The following is for entertainment purposes only and does not constitute as replacement for professional help or therapy. A Playlist Original So what does my professor's dandelion story make you think of? It makes me think of the flowers I see growing by the roadside in and around my city. The pink and white swaths of cosmos at Easter time. And the single sunflowers with their giant sunny heads that appear in small patches of ground between the massive highway intersections. They make me happy. And yet, too often my attention is focused on the bad news coming through the car radio, or I'm grumbling about the traffic and the bad driving habits of the motorists around me. I'm so stressed about everything I must still accomplish that day that I seldom even notice the beautiful flowers, let alone take a few minutes to think about what they may have to teach me or what hope they might offer me. Are there horrors in the world? Yes. Do people do dreadful things to each other? Of course. Do we do daily damage to our planet? Yes, without a doubt. But there are also wonderful, magnificent things. Supreme acts of courage and generosity, works of beauty and creative genius that inspire us, and small acts of kindness and giant achievements in science and art and medicine. The important thing to understand is that the good stuff is not negated or invalidated or cancelled out by the bad stuff. You may have heard it said this way, All the darkness in the world cannot extinguish the light of a single candle. Now, it's critical that we truly get this. Just because terrible stuff happens, just because people are capable of cruelty and malice, negligence, stupidity, that does not mean that wonderful stuff doesn't also happen. Because people are capable of goodness and compassion, intelligence, mercy, gentleness, and love. I sometimes think all the good stuff is love just manifesting in a million different ways, but that's a subject for another story. The point is the good and bad coexist. The thing is, it's been my experience that the world delivers horror stories fresh to your door. The bad news, that's the news that spreads fastest and widest, whether by gossip or formal news channels or on ye olde social media. But the good stuff Ah, we need to go out and find the good stuff. We need to seek out beauty, recognize miracles when they happen, and be attuned to finding encouragement in the unlikeliest of places. We need to find and store up like a little squirrel with its nuts, those nuggets of goodness and kindness that we humans do show each other and our fellow species on this giant rock hurtling through space. So, The world delivers bad news directly to your door, but you need to make a real effort to seek out the good news. Happily, it turns out that you literally can train your brain to be on the lookout for certain stuff. Perhaps you've had that common experience where you consider buying a certain make or model of car and suddenly the roads and the parking lots seem full of them. There aren't more of them about. It's just that you've trained your brain to be more attuned to noticing them because they've suddenly become an object of interest to you. Usually, your brain wants to warn you of dangers, right? That's why as a species, we are naturally 
focused on picking up negative stuff more than positive stuff. But you can train your attention to notice good things in the same way that the police might put out a bolo, a be on the lookout for a certain suspect or vehicle. The reticular activation system is a set of connected nuclei located deep in the base of the human brain. And its job is to govern our arousal and our awareness. And it partly controls what sensory signals, in other words, what information coming in through your senses, finally reaches your conscious attention and awareness. And this reticular activation system filters out unimportant incoming data and it decides whether something is important or unimportant based on what we focus on most. So, if you choose to focus on the negative, you are literally training your brain to notice that more, to assign it a high importance, to go out and fetch more examples and evidence of how the world is such a wretched and miserable place. How about you rather train your brain to be on the lookout for the good, the happy, the positive and the beautiful? If you make it a regular habit to seek out the positive, you'll train your brain to do more of this on your behalf. Good news stories will start grabbing your attention. You'll start seeing the silver lining in even negative experiences. You'll find it easier to practice gratitude. And the world will seem like a much happier, healthier, more hopeful place. It only works if you put it into action. Here are some simple action steps, five of them that you can do today to train your brain to focus on the positive. Number one, notice your own negative bias. Are you a negative Nelly? Become aware of how often you focus on the negative and how often you repeat critical or negative statements about the world or other people and especially yourself. Realize what this means. You are training your brain to stay stuck in a negative loop of noticing and reinforcing the worst. So number one, just notice what you're already doing wrong. Number two, put out a bolo for the positive. Consciously and intentionally begin a habit of training your brain to notice the positive. Here are some ways in which you can do this, some practical ways. Every day, write down three things, big or small, that you're grateful for. Did you win the lotto? Or did you find the closest parking space to your supermarket at your month-end shopping trip? Try to notice one beautiful thing on the way to work. Get out into nature, the wilds, a local park, or even your own backyard, and replenish your soul. Stare up at the magnificence of the night sky. When last did you look at the stars? Go to an art gallery and spend time in front of paintings and sculptures you find beautiful not critiquing the ones you don't enjoy. Read inspirational books or listen to uplifting podcasts. Read a beautiful poem. Hug someone, hug a pet, not your goldfish. Play music that makes you want to dance and sing and then dance and sing along. Try today to notice 50 examples of beautiful or good things. Actually count them. Challenge yourself to create some good in the world today. Do five acts of random kindness for others or do something that benefits the planet. Catch the world doing something right. Notice how many drivers, for example, on that busy highway do signal before they change lanes and do stay within the speed limit. Be amazed at how all the planets stayed in alignment yesterday. 
and we'll do so again tomorrow. Instead of raging at the bird song that wakes you up early, lie in and listen to the astonishing beauty of it. Eat something you really like, a block of chocolate, a tender steak, a juicy peach. Eat it slowly and mindfully. Savor the taste and enjoy the experience. Isn't it magnificent? Instead of saying, I've got to, say, I get to. Instead of saying, for example, I've got to bath my kids and put them to bed, say, I get to bath my kids and put them to bed. Do you see the difference Ben that puts on that? Pay attention to the parts of your body that are pain-free and in good working order. Declare Good News Day among your tribe on social media. No negative posts. Examine the magnificence of a weed, its relentless persistence, its unapologetic theirness, its determination to survive. So basically, find the positive in the negative. Notice that wherever there is disaster, there is also kindness, altruism, generosity, and heroism. Step three, realize that none of this will come naturally, particularly if you generally have quite a negative or critical outlook. At first, these actions are going to feel false and unnatural and awkward. That's okay. Do them anyway. You know, spontaneity is overrated. I'm sure you forced yourself to exercise before, to go for a jog or to go to the gym. I'm sure you've done it when you didn't feel like it and it didn't come naturally. And yet the exercise still made you fitter and stronger. It didn't matter that you had to make yourself do it. So it's the same with exercising your brain. Just do the work regularly. Just do it and watch the amazing results that follow. Exercise four. Know that positivity works in the short term and the long term. In the long term, it's a wonderful thing to enrich your life and prolong it too, by the way, according to research. Positive people live longer. So by dwelling on the positive and the good and the beautiful in a general way, it becomes part of your character over time. But the discipline, the intentional practice of noticing your dandelions in your sidewalk is also a short-term shut in the arm for a bad mood. Next time you're feeling grumpy or mistreated, make yourself spend 15 minutes listing all the things you're grateful for in that moment. Thank you for this, thank you for that, thank you for the next thing. And then watch what happens to your day and your mood. This exercise is nothing short of miraculous. Just do it. And the last one, make and keep an ongoing list of the things that inspire or motivate or encourage or uplift you. And try to spend more time doing them, enjoying them, watching them, loving them. Do more of what makes you happy. It's not rocket science, but it is brain science. <laughs> okay, so what's your one thing that you want to remember from the story and the exercises? For me, here's my takeaway. I need to make a habit of searching out the things that feed my soul, that lift my heart, that give me hope. And I need to train my brain to focus on the positive. Thanks and stay happy. Playlist Studios present Psych Notes, Volume 1. Produced by Joanne McGregor and Maeve Shetty. Recorded at Playlist Studios. Senior Editor, Benjamin Stanton Bridge. 
directed by Joanne McGregor.